Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. And the magic of this is, which people never, ever believe, and I'm just like, try me. You don't have to believe me. Just do it. The engagement, meaning the open rates and the click-through rates, are actually better than people's house list of opt-ins. Doesn't make any sense in the world. I swear, you don't have to believe me. You can just try it and see for yourself. If I'm a liar, call me out in the comments. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. But today we're going to be talking about email. Email isn't necessarily paid traffic, Qasem Aslam, but it is a traffic source, which we well, we're going to be about talking about how lot. to convert your traffic to emails in maybe the sneakiest way mm. I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm. I have to get the GDPR sneaky on this call here. Yeah, sneaky but legal. We like sneaky but legal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty it's darn the name cool. of the next agency, sneaky but legal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, line out the door, right? <laughs> line out the door. Well, we have got none other than, and you hear him already, Adam Robinson, who is the CEO and founder of Get Emails. 
super interesting. He's got a great background here. And like I said, that technology, like nobody knows about it. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. But Adam, putting you on the spot, like give us a nugget, like your best nugget. Doesn't need to be even email related, like just marketing business related for the perpetual traffic listener. Sure. Here's something I did related to this business, which we don't know much about, but you know that the nature of the product was sketchy. So I thought that I was fighting a credibility battle. And whenever you're in the beginning of a company, you're also fighting a, are you a fly by night? Are you going to be around, you know, tomorrow type deal? How big are you kind of thing? So I was renting a desk from these guys in Austin in this office that looked incredible. I take calls in there and people are just like, that's the coolest looking office I've ever seen. And I knew this. I wanted to basically try to assuage people's feeling that it was a sketchy product by getting them comfortable with the faces of people that worked in our business because we were likable on camera and we were articulate and they knew we weren't like sitting in some country over some sea, like ready to steal their money or whatever. So I created a link on our nav that said podcast which it wasn't a podcast, but when you see that, you're often inclined to click it. It takes you to a YouTube playlist that films me and my wife, who's attractive, literally like answering the seven sales questions every single prospect has, but in a podcast format. Like there's an intro, there's an outro. We're like, hey, welcome to the podcast. Filmed it in one day. And now every single person that comes to our website and they're curious and want to learn more, they click the podcast link and they watch this hour of content, which is me basically answering the questions I know they have in a fun way. And it creates this very soft human connection that not only warms them up to like our brand, assuages all these, you know, concerns, gets them comfortable with what we're doing, but it like creates this like unquantifiable human connection for when they get on the phone with somebody else, they like feel like, they're, they're comfortable with us in our brand. And like, I don't know how well it's worked. I just know it's worked incredibly well. Thousands of people have watched them. Based upon conversations that you have with the sales, like when they get on the phone with the salesperson, they'll say, all right, yeah, I watched the videos kind of thing. Is that something yeah, oh, that they percent, a hundred percent in any, in any question they ask, they get answered with a video, not by a person. You know what I mean? The, the person who's answering questions. So we have this massive sort of, you know, run overseas cold emailing effort. And when people write back and ask something, it gets answered with one of these videos. So they get taken into this playlist. That's so cool. And, And like people, I can tell, you know how you can tell when you get on with somebody and they feel like they know you already, but they shouldn't like, this is the feeling when I hop on with, you know, half of our customers, like they feel like they already know me from these videos. Which is, I mean, to me, this is like an underappreciated benefit of all of this technology that like, if people are watching this video, I think the connection to us will be much stronger than if they're just listening. Would you agree with that? There's something about watching a face in action that creates this. I mean, the, the, the audio is strong as well, especially just over time. But I mean, there's some kind of unquantifiable magic to all this that like, you know, this is just one of the efforts. I did it in a bunch of other different ways. Try to get people, give them rabbit holes to go down that allow them to connect with us as people. 
And I think that's good for any brand, but like it's especially good if you're starting a sneaky butt legal. (laughs) 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 Sneaky but legal product from literally nothing, you know, and trying to make yourself look legit, right? Like, so yeah, that's that's the nugget. That's the nugget. Uh, So a couple of things there. I love that uh, you called it podcast because I feel like 50% of the value of content is in its packaging. And if you called it anything else, you know, like demo video, whatever, I, I'm not going to be as accessible to that. But I'll listen to a podcast because I'm podcast obsessed. And then I just wanted to speak to the video piece real quick. I, I use this a lot when we're advising our clients on what media to create for their ads. There's this crazy study, and I'm going to try to find it and put it in the show notes. But it talks about the dopamine receptors that fire when, when eye contact is made. And it's it's akin to coitus. I know that it got really uncomfortable really quickly, but like, <laughs> like I, I'm not you kidding. Tell. Humans, when somebody makes eye contact with you, especially when they're attractive and of the gender that you would be attracted to, that moment is like it's it's supremely arousing. And what you'll notice is walk through any shopping mall, and all it is is it's generally a 30 year old female Caucasian brunette who's attractive, smiling, and making eye contact. And it's that eye contact that connects. And it's two trillion years of evolution at play because when somebody's making eye contact with you, it means so many things. And so when we're building ads for any product, I tell people the product is secondary. Put, a, put an attractive human in there using the product that's making eye contact, and you're going to see those ads perform better. And I think the same thing applies here. You've got you, Adam, and you're nine feet tall and good looking, and you've got your wife who's super attractive, and you guys are both in this video. And so there's, you know, there's a multivariant, let's say, split test at play. And you know, I don't care if it sounds shallow or sterile or if it you know, flattens humanity. It's true. It's true, and it works. And so, man, I think that's brilliant. And I think anybody listening, go out there and create a playlist answering the 10 most important questions your business has, because that video connection, that's, it's super powerful. Let's rock. <laughs> I, I think it, it also works because it's both genders too, which is interesting. Yeah. So it'd be interesting for our listeners to even try it on their site. I think it's just a good idea just in general, but it, yeah, I mean, that's it, sneaky effective too. It's not really well, yeah, podcast, I mean, if is, we want to come podcast. back and do another episode on all of the, so if you really want to see my masterpiece, the very bottom right corner of our website, it says it's Adam and Helen again, Facebook campaign of 2020 and the video quality sucks, but I had this idea that if you made Like I was, I'm not even on social media, but I would watch this trend of people doing amusing little video selfies of themselves with interesting backgrounds. And I was like, if we make a 60 second amusing selfie video every week and it's got a different background, what if we built a community of people in our audience expecting the ad? You've won the game, right? You have won the game. So did it for six months. Like it happened. We had a whole community, like every week in the storyline evolved, like we had Helen leave me, like, you know, <laughs> she like, it was, it was, you know, she was going to do like this. It, these videos are outrageous. One of them I tried to do, I tried to make this product work for, for freemium and it didn't work, but it was like right when all this paycheck protection program was going on, there's a video of me as Donald Trump and Helen as Ivanka doing the, the great get emails giveaway campaign. <laughs> <laughs> like like it got to like costumes and shit. it was outrageous they were hilarious you have tan like, lines on your face and, and, make and you more it, orange I, no 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 i did you, yeah. dude it's like the third view you should look at it i like painted I know, my face it. orange and my <laughs> oh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> yeah so anyway i've got a bunch of these kind of tricks we could do a whole episode on them at some point 
but those videos absolutely crushed. So I basically burnt through Facebook Shopify audience and they stopped working. And we sort of, it wasn't bringing the right type of customer for us either. Kind of Facebook audience is a little, little, a little one, one entrepreneurish. So that's, that's a whole but, lot of nugget right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's kind of the same, it's, it's the same thing though. I mean, I think certain, like, like the digital marketer guys get video, but like, I don't even know, like, I think it's just so much more powerful than anybody, you know, like YouTube convinces people the earth is flat, man. That's insane. Dude. Yeah. But like, and, and it's just, if you can, so like, so like, I think the lesson is like, like, how can we give people rabbit holes to go down and connect to us? Because once somebody's really connected to us, they'll do anything you want. You can tell them the earth is flat. Like, here's, so here's the thing about the earth is flat thing though. Have y'all looked into that? It's actually flat. No, no. Here's, here's, the, the, the data that they put together is so compelling that if that's the only thing I ever saw, I believe it. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, no totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what the, that's what I think the rabbit hole allows you to do. You know, it's just in, in you know, I don't know. I go on about video for days. I, I'm not using it enough right now. The power but, of video. You know, but like, for instance, like I, I'll probably get canceled for this. Only hire women salespeople. Make them do video calls every single call. Our audience is dudes. All right, there's nugget. Especially considering, yeah, considering your your avatar, right? Yeah, why would you not do that, right? Like, especially with your avatar, like, like that makes the, sense. Yeah, the person can be no video on the other side, mandatory video on our side. Mm. Steven Pinker wrote a book. I'm trying to find it. It's called The Blank Slate, but the subtitle is The Modern Denial of Human Nature. And it's really worth digging into because there's so many things that are just true that we know are just true that we're not allowed to talk about. And like, you're not <laughs> allowed to, to just in, even insinuate is like, oh my goodness, how could you? But it's also like, no, this is absolutely objectively and definitively true. And we've just all tacitly agreed that we're going to pretend like we're above it and none of this is true. And let's, but as marketers, you have, you have to, you have to, you have to be the douchebag that decides like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to admit that this is true and I'm going to admit that attractiveness matters and that, you know, and, and, and I don't know, man, it's, it's a dangerous sandbox to be in. To totally. I mean, I'll probably get canceled someday for what I just said. I can't believe you would only hire women in sales. Like, <laughs> you know, that should be a great thing, by the way. <laughs> um, well, I, I come from the pharmaceutical industry way back when it was like 80% females. So anyway, you're on to something. It's not something that we decided that's human nature, especially considering who your avatar is probably a male in most cases. So lots of nuggets here in the intro. Kasim, before we get into today's conversation with Adam, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's given us feedback on the show. Kasim has made it our personal mission here at Perpetual Traffic to be the number one podcast for marketing in the world. So tell us about this little offer that we've got going here. And y'all think I'm kidding. We're going to be number one. We're going to be the number one marketing podcast. And in order to do that, we need feedback. We get 300,000 downloads a month now. I think it's actually a little bit more. And there's no way for us to calibrate. The podcast system doesn't have the, the you know, like the, the luxury I have on my YouTube channels. I get to see what people are saying. And then I build videos based off of those comments. We're not getting the same level of interaction here. So we need you all to help inform us, go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better, and you can tell us what we can do better. But most importantly, you can tell us what you want to hear about next. Who are the thought leaders? We'll go hunt them down, y'all. We'll hunt them down, we'll tie them down, and we'll make them podcast with us. But we need you to tell, tell us who you want first. And we're going to give you something pretty, pretty cool for it. And that incentive is? I thought that was so your line. 
Oh, <laughs> we're still, we're still figuring out the script. <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we hate like pitching, but we have to pitch anyway, so we have to pay the bills, and the listeners understand that. So anyway, but the point is, we really want your feedback over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better, but. We're going to pick one person, one lucky individual to get. It's brand new, just released. Cossum's actually in it, I believe. It's a $495 value, and we are going to give one of those away for free for one person. We're going to select that person who gives the most insightful feedback, and we'll announce the winner here on the show in the coming weeks. So head on over to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. That's the URL, if I'm not mistaken, Kasim. You did it, Ralph. I did it. All right. And there's no purchase necessary, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why there would be. But anyway, that's in our ad copy here. But we're going to get back into our conversation with Adam Robinson here from Get Emails on the sneaky but legal way to get emails from your website without them even opting in. I don't even know how this works. And if it's legal, we're going to find out after this quick break. Hey, it's Ralph here. You know, there's a common problem we hear from agencies and consultants all the time. You offer outstanding services to your clients, but you run into technical roadblocks outside of your scope. Well, the truth is even agencies need agencies. And the good news is our friends at Outline can tackle all your development, web design, and analytics related problems. In fact, some huge brands like Mixpanel, Clavio, Segment, and even active campaign trust Outliant to do incredible work. So if you want to solve your toughest tech problems, head to outliant.com forward slash PT to schedule a free strategy session with one of Outliant's founders. Once again, that is Outliant spelled O-U-T-L-I-A-N-T dot com. That's outliant.com forward slash PT. And we're back with Adam Robinson at Get Emails. And Adam, I've known you for a couple of years now, and I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear you break this down because when you first pitched it to, to me, I already knew you, I already liked and I already trusted you. And even then I was like, there's no way, there's no way this is legal. Like I'm definitely going to jail if I try this. So, so the barrier is high, but the, but the value proposition is amazing. So what's the, what's the, if you don't mind, like, like help explain the process here and what it is that we're doing in this sneaky, but legal approach. Okay. So the first thing that I would like to say, and I just wanted to acknowledge Chasm's skepticism and say, our largest customers, Warby Parker, are. The brands like Vital Proteins who are acquired by Nestle, Spartan Race, like real companies now are using this. We made it through very, very real legal departments. We are involved in very, very, very real email programs, right? This is not like a test. This actually works. And it is act, everything that I'm saying is actually true as sort of confirmed by the types of brands that are using this. So here's what we're talking about. As Ralph alluded to, there is technology that allows you to resolve an anonymous website visitor who does not fill out a form and does not buy anything from you to a highly deliverable email address to commence retargeting over the email channel rather than the web channel. So why is that significant? We all know that Facebook's retargeting has gone into the toilet ever since these sort of Apple privacy changes. You know, you can't do third-party tracking if you're in the app store, but we are not in the app store. So they don't block any of our pixels. And email is a lot of people's, 
you know, best channel. And it's very, very hard and expensive to get email addresses. And oftentimes, even when you do, they suck. So there is a mechanism out there that can allow you to get a, an extremely targeted, highly deliverable email in real time, popped into your ESP, no matter what you use. So you can start nurturing people and slowly bring them down a funnel. And the cost is probably an average of like 15 cents per record. Mind blown. <laughs> well, so you said silence. Highly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know not where to go. Highly deliverable yeah. is there's, there's two ways that that could be interpreted. There's the, the technical deliverability, like this is actually going to land in their inbox. But then there's also the legal deliverability, which I've always, and I know nothing about email marketing, which is to my detriment, but I've always been under the assumption that they have to opt in. Like a human has to go and put in their, their first name and their email and then say, I consent to, are they deliverable in that context? So let's talk about the, the have to opt in in the context of what the laws are actually in the United States. So this is legal in the US. This is not legal to do in Europe. This mm. is not legal to do in Canada. So let's ignore Europe. Let's ignore Canada. We only have US people in our database. IPs are ring fenced geographically to only capture US traffic. So we're only having a US discussion here, full stop. So what the law is in the US, the CAN-SPAM law of 2003, which was reviewed again in 2019, it is opt-out legislation. It states, so long as you have an opt-out link in your email, you can legally send to anyone any way you want. Hmm. Huh. That's okay. different than, than what most people believe. The reason is because the spam house, the ESPs, meaning MailChimp, you know, whatever, like the ISPs, meaning Yahoo, Gmail, the easiest way to get people sending, let's call it just useful email and not complete spam is to get the industry to agree that the standard is you need a first party opt-in. So the question is, why is everyone not spamming everyone always? Right. If the law is actually, you're allowed to quote unquote, do this or spam or however you want to call it. The law, this is my contention, and I think email marketers will nod. What's important in email marketing is not the law. What's important in email marketing is what Gmail and Hotmail and Yahoo and AOL care about, which is engagement. You need high open rate, high click-through rate, low unsubscribe rate, low complaint rate. It doesn't matter where you got your email addresses from. If you have a list of no first-party opt-ins that's super high in the good metrics and super low in the bad metrics, that will be better for your business, better for the future of your deliverability than if you had an entire list of first-party opt-ins that had very low positive metrics and very high negative metrics. Does that make sense? Gmail doesn't care if someone opted in. They care if that person opens and clicks and doesn't complain. You care about what Gmail cares about. There's only been like a couple can spam lawsuits. Like you're not worried about like, oh my, am I going to get sued because of can spam? You're worried about you being able to place emails in the inbox in the future. So what matters to you is engagement more than anything else. It's interesting because, yeah, we're almost giving people too much power. It's like, hey, you can have these emails and you can use them, but do not screw it up. Well, I mean, that's, uh, I would say, Anything short of a first party opt in, if you're going down that the road, like that's what you're doing, you know, that's what you're doing. It's kind of like selling a handgun to somebody. It's like you can kill people with this, use it in the right way, right? You know what I mean? And and there's wrong ways to do 
to, to use the technology that, that, that I'm talking about, right? So like the right, the right way to do it would be emails and emails in real time, a welcome series that is very sort of targeted to your audience, pull people off who don't open in the first couple of emails, right? That's the right way. The wrong way is collect a bunch of contacts over two weeks, blast them all at once. Right. Like that will adversely affect everything you're doing in email. If you use our technology to do that, right? We don't let people, we you know what I mean? We make them on board in the way that is, is safe. Right. But that, that is the, the legal explanation. Can spam is an opt out legislation and you can do it here. What about the California legislation? I thought that was just like GDPR. This is the next question that everybody asks. The critical difference between California and the GDPR is GDPR is opt in for data collection. That's the same thing Canada is. You can't actually have a state-level law in the U.S. that's opt-in for internet data collection because it would supersede the federal law, which says opt-out. So basically everything else is the same about CCPA and GDPR other than that one critical difference that CCPA, California legislation says, you have to allow people to opt-out. It doesn't say people have to opt-in. So it allows this body of strategy that we're talking about to persist in the US. Until there's a sweeping sort of federal level privacy legislation, which the attorneys that I talk to say that is not the direction that this, this stuff's going in, it's gonna keep going along the lines of like states copying what California did. Until that happens, this strategy from a legal standpoint, and you know, make up your own mind on ethics, from a legal standpoint, you're a-okay. And Do you I'm not a lawyer, to- but- I've done a lot of work on that. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Do you have, I noticed on your site, there's not one of those little, you know, sliders at the bottom that says, you know, we're tracking you or like, there's no notification that this is actually occurring. I assume that it's happening on your site, like on your homepage, like as we speak, as I just click over to I'm it. I'm surprised that we don't have a, a cookie notification i mean that's kind of what you're what you're what you have to do you have to just like make people sort of aware that you know you're 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 using cookies but we don't have a european presence so like i think you actually like have to have to have to have a banner in europe but maybe you don't have to have to have to in here it's just so long as it's in your terms of service in the u.s and it is in our terms of service like there's an excruciatingly detailed sort of thing about what's going on if you're a customer of ours and what's going on with our stuff. But so, yeah, that's, that's basically it. So this technology that we're talking about, is yes. it readily available to the average person or is this like, Absolutely. Like, so yeah, we, we, so I used to own an ESP, an email service prior, like sort of MailChimp, Clavio, that kind of thing. We, we were, our customer bizarrely was like, a granny flower shop, main street, non-e-commerce, sending a weekly newsletter. Like that was like who we were attracting to this. So they w- they were, didn't really have a use for this get emails thing. Long story short, this, I, I was in this email delivery world and came across the possibility of this identity resolution stuff. And I knew even with our customers, like this is the biggest problem everybody has. Like, how do I get more email addresses? How do I get good ones? How do I get them to be deliverable? How do I stop my email list attrition? Like all these are like, it's, it's the biggest problem persistent throughout time in email. So that's kind of 
where it all came from and is it readily available? Well, when I found out it was possible, I did a lot of digging and I found that some, some data companies had an offering for a pixel that you could put on your site that kind of did this. It like took, and, and what it's doing, by the way, it's, it's taking cookies and fingerprints and stuff. It's taking anonymous ad tech identifiers, right? Cause the ad tech world is anonymized. The MarTech world is PII. Basically it's like you're, you know, you're hitting people individually, but in order for the ad tech world to work, you have to track people and you have to basically show them targeted ads based upon the websites they visit. So there are signals or identifiers in the ad tech world that you can basically kind of descramble and de-anonymize people. That's not the spirit of what it's there for, but it can be done, <laughs> right? So now we're getting into the sneaky but legal part of this, right? Like it's a bit surprising that that is legal, but that is legal to do. So that is the essence of what we're doing. Some companies were providing a pixel that did this before. However, I saw some obvious shortcomings, right? They were data companies. The software usability was absolutely horrible. They did not have real-time products. They were basically emailing you a file for you to manually upload into whatever messaging platform that you were going to execute campaigns on. They weren't coming from the email world, so they had no concept of how to actually make these emails perform well enough to make the product effective for people. So, I mean, these were... I mean, to me, I look at that, it's like there's these three vendors, they're doing this thing that I think could be the most useful thing ever if you just fixed all those problems, right? Like integrated with everything, made it real time, like had a method to really scrub these email addresses to where they wouldn't blow anybody up if you did it the right way, right? Like, and that was the whole idea that 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 got me going this, this direction. So the, the, the short answer is we have a self-serve product. Hardly anybody knows that this technology is available. I mean, I think our customer avatar is like the best. It will work for nine out of 10 people who are an e-commerce store, the direct consumer. They have above 5 million of revenue and they have a good email program. They send daily newsletters. There's like this checklist. If you don't fit that checklist, it's probably 50-50 that it actually like is economic for you. But if you have that checklist, it works. If you are of that avatar, these data companies' products just like won't work that well for you, and it's going to be a huge pain in the ass. Ours, you set it up once, it takes 30 minutes, and it's just, you know, it's kind of a self-serve deal, and it just works, right? Set it and forget it type deal. So, yes, it's it's readily available. You know, we sell it. A few people sell some things that are like it but don't really work as well, in my opinion, for what we're trying to do. I'm going to ask an annoying question. Yeah, absolutely. Go well, for it's it. the one that I think is on everybody's mind because there's the technical aspect and there's the strategic aspect. So we've captured the email, and and when you capture the email, how much intelligence is being put? Like, can I see what pages they've gone to? Interaction? Oh yeah. You rate? Okay. So I've captured the, the email, and I have first party data, which is you know in our world critical. I have to imagine that there are. And I know this is why it's annoying because I know it's on a per industry, you know, it, it, it depends basis, but what's the strategy there? Because what you say next, that's what makes this work. And you can't yeah, just say like, sure. Hey, I noticed you're on my, my, my widget page and you didn't buy it. Like that's it. So what, what are you seeing people saying from a content and stra strategic perspective that's working? So I would say that like, for instance, you know, we we're talking about Ezra Firestone before the show, like he would tell 
any of these e-com brands that they need a welcome series that is fairly standard best practices. It's like the first one is like, thanks for subscribing. Here's a coupon. The second one is like, you know, founder story or something like that. The third one is like our best sellers. And then the fourth one, whatever, maybe there's mm. a fourth and fifth, maybe there's not. So there's this welcome series that at this point, every single e-commerce store has, right? If you're not doing that, you have not, you're not going to make it right. Like, so that's just good email. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what works? And by the way, we have like thousands of people paying us for this product. They don't quit. Like this is working. So like we just say literally like once you've put the pixel on your site and then you, you know, set the integration up to send it to Clavio or MailChimp or, you know, active campaign, wherever you're sending it, copy your welcome series, paste it first email, change the subject line to thanks for stopping by the site. Hit go. Mm. Ah, and the okay. magic of this is, which people never, ever believe. And I'm just like, try me. You if don't have you to believe me. Just do in. it. Yeah. The engagement, meaning the open rates and the click-through rates are actually better than people's house list of opt-ins. Doesn't make any sense in the world. I swear. You don't have to believe me. You can just try it and see for yourself. If I'm so a liar, it doesn't call end me up in the, in the promotions tab or updates. Well, or like, well the newsletters are ending up in the promotions tab, right? So like, I don't have control over that. It's just, if you look at the open rates and the click-through rates, it's, they're higher. The emails are hotter than the average of the emails that you're contacting that actually opted in because they're super recent. They're super targeted because they're on your website. And this it's last piece shocked. of magic, which I... Yeah. And this last piece of magic that I didn't tell you guys about, which is kind of like a, you know, we do all sorts of list cleaning, but like the best thing that we do that really, really makes this work is I'm buying open and click data from like 20 different ESPs. And we don't give you an email address unless it's opened or clicked in the email ecosystem in the last 14 days. Oh, wow. So that's brilliant. It has to be a super hot. And yeah. th this is like another thing that was like, yeah. are there other products do companies doing this? It's like, yeah, but like they're just giving you a file of the hashes decrypted to plain text email. It's like that can really get you in trouble. You know, like we've kind of over the years concocted this perfect list cleaning mechanism and the linchpin is that it's like they are super hot in the email ecosystem and they were on your site and they're out there opening and clicking on stuff. They have in the last couple of weeks and you hit them in real time. So they're at their, they're, they're on their computer. When you hit them, they're not in their inbox necessarily, but they're on their computer. When you hit them with this email, when do you actually get the email? Is it when they land or when they leave? So, so you, so we have it set up for like 15 minutes after they land. And by the way, there's a suppression file. So we won't give you people that you already have, you know, like, like if we match them. So somebody hits your page, we wait 15 minutes. Certain businesses need a longer period than that. I can't think of an example up, but like we built the ability to basically wait Slow longer down. if they wanted to. But yeah, it's 15 minutes and it starts. And usually people do this like, you know, three or five part welcome series. And they do have a list automation that says if they don't open in three emails, never contact them again. If they open any of the welcome series, put them in my newsletter. There's all sorts of weird stuff because of Apple now. It's like, well, do I want to click instead or do I want to, you know, so, so yeah, it's pretty simple, actually. It's, it's amazing how well it works given how simple it is. But the reason is pretty logical as a marketer. Like, 
if you were so the one of the problems with the product is the ESP like attribution everywhere is on a campaign level. So like your email marketing app, Clavia or whatever, it's only going to tell you the PL from the welcome series. However, 80% of the money you make off these email addresses is from just sending them newsletters every day. It's the ongoing retargeting because they're not going to buy till you hit them eight times, right? So to actually see the amount of money you've made from these email addresses, you have to like wait a period of time, you know, go grab the segment, sum the customer lifetime values, and then see what you paid us and, you know, do the math. No, you're talking to guys that know the struggle with attribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's really annoying, but <laughs> like, it just is what it is, you know? It's pretty straightforward once once you understand it. But here's a question that you probably aren't going to like answering, and if you can't give up your partners, that's okay. But you get to see every email service provider I imagine in existence, every major one. Who's the best in terms of like deliverability and actually executing? I mean, so like I, I just I just know how these businesses work because I own one for ten years. And who's the best is highly dependent on what you need from your email, right? Like. If you are a Shopify Plus store that's a direct-to-consumer business, there's no question that Clavio has the best feature set for you. If you go sort of beyond that to like a $500 million a year business, there's other ESPs that serve you in ways that Clavio does not. If you are a large affiliate sender, I would say you need to be at like Maripost or Sendlane because you need to know Ross or Jimmy right? Like you need to be like, Jimmy, like I'm making 400 grand a day here. You're not letting me send these emails. Like <laughs> we got to yeah. work something out. You need to know those guys. Right. So I, I would say it's just, you know, it depends on who you are and what you're doing. But like in general, you know, I, I was in that market forever. Like what frustrated me was it's kind of a sea of sameness. It's a super mature space the dominant brands have bit up the channels and made it really impossible to acquire customers. And the feature sets that people are selling are virtually identical over like 150 vendors. And there's like three or four that are absolutely crushing it. And everybody else is like in the starvation state. That's, that's my observation. I always thought it just, it goes down to deliverability, like MailChimp. I've never not seen MailChimp work. But like Acton, Acton's own emails land in spam. So when we tried to use Acton, yeah. it was like great features, but they couldn't get anything in anybody's inbox. So there's another issue of like shared pool management, which is what popped in my head when you asked that question that like I just forgot because I ranted about something else. You can see dramatically different results from the same ESP if you're a different customer and you end uh, up in a different... Depends on whose pool you're in. They, yeah, they grade the shared pools. So they'll put you... Basically, here's the flow almost everywhere, right? Like you sign up, they'll put you in a pool basically where you it, it's bad, right? And they'll restrict a lot of times the amount of email you can send. And then they'll watch what happens on the first send, which they let out really, really slowly. And then they'll have something that automatically puts you in like the engagement rate where you're blending in with the rest of the traffic. So the thing to do there people is have like, people have like a 25% pool. They have a 20% pool of 15, you know, and, and like MailChimp has like thousands of pools and they just have this bot moving people around all the time. Right. So if you want to warm up your ESP, go get a really friendly list, start sending to that list, make sure your engagement is high. And then once 100%. you've been moved up into the, 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 let's say proper pool, now you can start being playing a little faster and looser. How yeah. long does that take to warm it up? I mean, it just depends on 
you know, I would just say like, make your first send as good as it can possibly be. And like the other thing they'll be sensitive about is large jumps in list size proportional to what they're grading you on. Right. So like if it's above, so, but if the really good emailers, I am sure they would tell you this, the key of email is going slow, period. Like you can get almost anything out if you go slow enough. And another interesting tidbit, which like, you know, I just hired this deliverability guy. He's like the best deliverability I've ever met in my life. So like, if you're willing to give enough attention to the day-to-day of your email program, there's almost, and, and you're not just like sending Viagra spam or whatever, like you can't really destroy yourself if you're paying close enough attention, because what will happen is you press it, you press it, you press it. One day you stop delivering to Hotmail. What you do when that happens is you just stop and then you start building up your Hotmail sends from like your 30 day clickers and your open rate will just recover. And if that doesn't work 30 days, you go to seven days, right? But you Dude, can hold on over this the course is huge. What you're saying over the, right yeah, here. over the course of two weeks, you can basically get back if you catch it soon enough. And the problem is if you don't catch it on day one and you go a few days, then you're f- and you're like, you know, trying to solve this problem. However, you, you know, it's like, you no, know, the forms don't work. Do I need a deliverability consultant who maybe knows somebody? It's like, how do I, you know, like, what do I do? Do I chop my entire list? But if it's like by ISP, you see an open rate drop, you know, if you're blocked, you fill out the form and then you start from 30 day clickers and then slowly start adding the other people back into that ISP. I don't want to say you can do no wrong, but like, there's not this, there's definitely not this idea that like, you're just going to blow yourself up permanently, right? When people blow themselves up permanently, it's because they've been sending, you know, Yahoo and Hotmail, like you've been pounding them for a week with stuff that they didn't want to see, you know. To separate your email list by email providers. So like all my Yahoo's in one, all my Gmail's another, all my Hotmail's in another. I think you can. Uh, it, it would make it sort of easier to do what I'm talking about, dude. Because what uh, you're talking about is like, brilliant. I never like thought the, about it. No, no, yeah, yeah. Me, neither had I. And I brought this guy on because, like, I'm an aggregation of all these identity technologies. And now, you know, I just did this deal with this with Live Intent, like the largest sort of. It's a, they have a monopoly on an in email programmatic ad network, and we're getting all of their data and all of their signals. So, like, I'm like. I can now give people enough emails to blow themselves up, right? Like, like there's this perfect amount of our flow where the engagement's incredible, but the complaint rates are like just a little bit higher than they should be. Like there may be two in a thousand or something instead of one, but like if 80% of your flow is 0.1 in a thousand and 20% is two in a thousand, the average of it all is totally fine. It actually helps the rest of it, right? But if it's 80%, our emails, it doesn't work. Like we've tried it time and time again. Like you have to have a base of other emails going out to like make this work. So I'm all of a sudden worried, like, yeah, I'm all of a sudden worried, like we're going to be able to give our customers like who are real people. Like I don't want to blow up Warby Parker. Like that's going to be a real problem for me. So 
like, you know, I hired, I hired this guy and he's like, tell me stuff. I'm like, man, like, I wish I knew this when I was running my ESP. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. incredible yeah. knowledge, you know, totally more totally. nuggets. Maybe we more should nuggets. More nuggets. Anybody running email, separating out your email deliverability, according to the email client. Cause of course that's how spam is tracked. The email client decides like, Oh, yeah. you know, Jeffrey over and, here, I'm not going to. Yeah. Correct. And, and like correct. another thing that people may not realize that they haven't been in the email game, depending on how deep they are. It's like Google doesn't send you back spam complaints in a feedback loop. So one so in a thousand know. is the known right. threshold, but 50% of everybody's list at least is Gmail. Sure. So it's really 0.5 in a thousand. And then you really need to break them out by ISP and see where you're at with like Comcast and Yahoo and like whatever. Right. And you know, yeah, this is all, it's all fascinating. And the point is you really, if you're going to start pressing it, that's fine, but you better have a guy watching it like a hawk because if something happens you need to take take your foot off the gas immediately well where can people find you i mean i know you have a solution for all this if you're not already where can people find you connect with you personally you say you're not on social all that much but where can people find you as far as this technology yeah, so i've said it a couple times we have a pretty straightforward name it's get emails get emails.com that's plural.com there's another company called get email.io which is not us but get emails.com. And, uh, you know, I don't know, we, we, we made it, we made a landing page for the scalable listeners. That's think it's a, it's a five times ROI guarantee. Might as well go to that and get that. So it's getemails.com slash scalable. And so long as you sort of meet certain criteria and use it for six months, you know, it's kind of deal is I'll hand you your money back. If it doesn't work, if you don't, if you don't make five times your money. So pretty, pretty and then strong. Me personally, yeah, I have confidence in the product put it that way if and, and it's like not really it's like if you're e-commerce and make over a million dollars a year and you use this sorry revenue top line these just for six months if you do not have 5x roi i will hand you your dough back and ask zero questions there you go and then me personally yeah i don't really have a, a social presence but you can email me and i respond adam at getemails.com. you're gonna get one of those novels now <laughs> <laughs> expect a 2000 word email from a privacy yeah. person to so, whom anyway, they concern to whom am right. I concerned I know. Yeah, I just, exactly yeah there's a there's a lot in this one that could you know if i were to happen to if someone were to need to take me down at a later date there's a lot of a lot of fodder in here a lot of incriminating evidence <laughs> here yeah, i'll have to suppress this if we ever get the, you make uh, the it like in a few years it's like it's yeah. like hey guys can we like maybe like make that one vanish yeah yeah letter in the mail <laughs> from the ftc yeah we're just can like you... cut a few parts of it yeah uh, well, no, that's awesome. And definitely check out Adam's website, gettingmails.com, and also click on that podcast link. That's very, very cool tip that we learned in the first couple of minutes here in today's show. So Adam, thanks so much for coming on to Perpetual Traffic. This has been tremendous. I think we've been half of the time in stunned silence, like, oh my God, I never realized this is actually possible. So thanks for blowing our minds here today. Thank you for everybody listening. And like I said, let us know what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. What do they get when they potentially, well, we're going to pick a name out of the hat there. Kasim, what do they get if they give us some good feedback? Digitalmarketer.com's new paid traffic certification, a $495 value. Wow. That is a lot of money. Yeah. So definitely head on over to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Follow Ralph and Kasim. That's me and you, by the way. I'm just reading the script here. Kasson's very active on Twitter now. I'm just very, very I'm proud a Twitterer. Of you. Yeah, you're a Twitter guy now. Yep, yep. So we're both on there. 
Ralph HB and Qasem Aslam. Go back and listen to some previous episodes. We will leave links in the show notes to everything that we mentioned here. And those are all over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Qasem Aslam, peace. Till next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 